0: Welcome to the Verizon Center. You are watching the Garden Report. We are in Washington, where the Celtics just fell in Game Six of the Washington Wizards on a John Wall three—an unbelievable shot. They win ninety-two. Or I'm sorry, the Wizards win ninety-two to ninety-one. This is the Garden Report. I'm joined by Addie Koike of. Talk about, talk a, a, lot lot of a lot of sports. Oh, fun. my God. Yeah, it's all good. Talk a lot of sports. Great name for a website. I'm Jared Weiss of CLNS Media and Celtics Blog. Uh, we have the Gardner Report here brought to you by ZipRecruiter, the best way to hire people in the 21st century. So ZipRecruiter. Get started on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sports fan. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash, one word here, sports fan. Now, there were a whole lot of sports fans chanting that the curse was over (laughs) after the Wizards won this game. I guess it was like the biggest win at home that they've had in like 30 years. It was unbelievable.
1: Yeah, remember uh, a few years ago, maybe about a decade ago, when the Wizards won their series with Gilbert Arenas, and they thought that they won the NBA championship. It was almost uh, that type of atmosphere. It was just the first round then, but this game was just amazing. Uh, We know there was the game two uh, that was wonderful that went to overtime, but because the next three games were such blowouts, it felt as if that game was. About like two months ago, we were waiting for a game like this. We thought the series would be more like this, game after game. And uh, both teams played very well down the stretch. And it was just uh, whoever had the ball last One, and I know Wall hit the three, and Thomas was uh, so close to hitting that shot, but this was just a wonderful game, and it almost seemed destined uh, that this series was going to go seven.
0: All right, well, let's jump to the end of the game there. We had a really remarkable turn of events here where the Celtics looked like they were going to seize control of this game at the very end, eliminate the Washington Wizards, and then they blitz Isaiah Thomas out of a timeout he throws a ball into pretty much no, no man's land, turns it over, and then the Wizards pounce on that. They get a Bradley Beal three in transition. They had the momentum from there. But what did you see out of the Wizards over the last minute and a half? Uh,
1: a lot of resilience, something they didn't really have to show for a lot of this season here at home because they've been so dominant and won a lot of games uh, by double digits here uh, in this arena. But a, a resilience that I had not seen from the Wizards almost all season long. And the Celtics were in control. Uh, Up five with the ball. 134 left. Even if they don't get uh, a score in that possession, you waste the shot clock. Uh, and it'll be really tough for the Washington Wizards to really come back. But that turnover uh, by Isaiah Thomas and Bradley Beal hitting the three, that three-pointer, Beal's first and only three-pointer of the game, really gave the Wizards a lot of confidence. And it was their defense more than anything uh, that really got them back into this game. They needed it. And those two defensive stops, the steal and then the stop that led to uh, the free throws for John Wall was very, very important uh, for the Washington Wizards. But they showed resilience, more resilience than I have seen them all season long. And uh, uh, hats off to the Washington Wizards for not quitting down by five. And Boston with the ball could have been uh, uh, real demoralizing, but they came through. What was great
0: was in a game that was both slow in pace, low in scoring, Uh, every single game in this series, a team that won scored over, I think, 115 points. This game, it was 92. But at the end of the game, they were trading shots. And there was good defense for the most part that Al Horford-Banker which I asked him if it was intentional. He said it wasn't intentional, but then it was intentional in the same answer. So who knows what the truth is there. Uh, but that shot was perfectly defended by the Wizards. They did a great job switching out, and they, a great contest on him. At that point, they've got to be demoralized. The fact that they were able to, for Wall... To just it was a broken play. Yep. It was supposed to be Wall goes to the corner. Bradley Beale curls around to get the shot at the top. Wall immediately recognized that the play wasn't going to be able to develop off the inbounds. He goes and he catches the ball up close. He takes he sizes up Avery Bradley. He takes a shot that most people don't expect him to take. We expect him in that situation to go for the tie, yep. drive it. Bradley gives him just enough space to get off the shot, puts up a good contest, but he drills it. And I couldn't believe that Wall had the composure to drill that shot at the end because he's been so incredible in end of game situations but he usually is using his physicality yep. to try to blow by guys, so let us to blow by guys. The fact that he was able to lock in on Probably the best on-ball defender in the league, if you ask his teammates at least. So lock in on him, look him in the eyes, and pull up that shot. That was a real defining moment in John Wall's career.
1: It was. It really was and is a defining moment in John Wall's career. And if you're the Boston Celtics, that shot, even though it beats you and it forces a game seven, compared to all of the other offensive sets that they could have run and what could have happened on that play with John Wall penetrating, Drawing a foul, or scoring, or setting up uh, uh, Bradley Beal or another uh, corner uh, or another person in the corner for a three-point shot, you almost have to live with a near thirty-foot shot uh, with your best defender on him. Uh, I was impressed with uh, Boston's late-game execution on offense as well. Yeah, Al Horford's uh, jumper was meant to be, not really meant to be. Wink, wink. Uh, but that pick and pop play was well defended, but it was better offense. The Possession before that, Avery Bradley, right off the uh, inbounds, hits the jumper as well. Uh, You can't really complain with uh, Boston, at least for those two possessions, when Isaiah Thomas turned the ball over and there was a defensive stop after that. Their last two possessions were really, really good. Washington played good defense. Boston hit the shot. And then
0: there was a final play, The last thing we'll cover here. 3.7 seconds left for the Celtics. Inbounds to Kelly Olenek, who has a seal underneath the rim. He's fouled the second he tries to catch the ball. The refs ran off uh, two seconds there a little over two seconds there. Uh, a lot of amateur refereeing going on reviewing that play afterwards. looks like it probably should have been 3.2 seconds left on the yes. clock, which would have been enough time to execute a little bit of a play there. Do you think that this will kind of go down as maybe a little bit tainted, the fact that the Celtics lost that second and a half, and Isaiah Thomas ended up taking a really hard fading shot yeah. over Marky. Morris. It is so
1: interesting because of all of the back and forth after that, that's almost a footnote, even though it really shouldn't be just a footnote as well. That foul was almost a, immediate after that inbounds, Uh, went to Kelly Olenek pretty much underneath the basket that was another well drawn up play Uh, they got the foul and uh, it just so happened that Washington uh, had a foul to give in that situation but I was I was surprised uh, that it wasn't reviewed they went right to the side out and uh, just went on with the play we reviewed it here you reviewed it here and there should have been uh, more time I couldn't get out like my tweet saying whoa 1.7 1.7 seconds I didn't even <laughs> really notice it right. Until
0: after All yeah. the press conferences Were over which I wish I noticed that earlier So I could yeah. have asked about it
1: But it did uh, well, I don't want to necessarily Say tainted um, uh, w- That was a mistake uh, Which could the Celtics Have done A little bit more uh, ostensibly, yes, uh, with two or three seconds compared to I think 1.7 or uh, however much was left on the clock before Thomas's shot. Uh, but given that uh, Thomas already scored 10 points in that quarter, and even though it was a contested shot, you're almost thinking he's already scored 10 points in this quarter. This has been his series, along with John Wall, so you just don't know. And uh, we just held our breath for that last second when it hit off the glass and hit off the rim. Uh, But, yes, um, does it taint it? Uh, It it is a black mark, um, but because of all of the heroics by both teams afterwards, it is uh, somewhat of a footnote.
0: All right. Well, don't hold your breath because we'll be right back with Part 2 of the Garden Report here on CLNS Media Network and Celtics Blog. Welcome back to the Garden Report. We're here for part two. We're going to talk about funerals and Game 7s. First off... Did the, get, did the funeral play here with the Celtics dressing in all black, especially the fact that they didn't even, they pretty much refused to acknowledge that it happened, although Jay Crowder did admit it at the very end after all was said and done. Did that backfire on Boston? Uh,
1: I don't think it necessarily backfired. We know that these two teams don't necessarily have the warm fuzzies for each other. So I just thought it was something that uh, whatever Boston needed to do to motivate themselves, uh, they did it. And I'm sure Washington, uh, yes, they said that. Uh, that motivated them a little bit, but how much can it really motivate you uh, going onto the court? And Boston played a pretty good game, specifically um, in the fourth quarter. Didn't shoot well, uh, but uh, got it going. But I don't think it played that much of a factor in terms of who won, who lost, any runs. I don't think it played too much of a factor. I mean, I was shocked that they just wouldn't own up to it. That, that was the most ridiculous part. <laughs> it was funny when they were playing
0: Coy before the game, but not really owning up to it after the game, after you lost. Kind of embarrassed yourself a little bit there. Yeah. That was kind of surprising. And it's a Good idea from the standpoint that you're trying to bait your opponent into being over aggressive and playing with anger, and then hopefully that'll make them make mistakes. And I didn't think that really happened tonight. I thought Washington, just like with the last funeral game, which you were here for when that happened, they actually were able to kind of curate their anger and make them play harder and it worked and they they didn't really get out of their comfort
1: zone. Yeah. At least with the funeral game back in January, that was, uh, you know, after a few incidents between these two teams, going back to the year before with Bradley Beal and, you know, Marcus Smart as well. So I don't think, again, too much of a factor it is a little bit embarrassing but at the very least you go back home you have a game seven you won all uh three games at home uh uh, in this series you won the last home game against the chicago bulls in the first round series so there is uh much more of a comfort zone at home so i think there's something that eventually just gets put in the back burner all right well we got the most exciting thing in sports coming up the game seven in
0: boston on monday night first off who do you think is going to win that one
1: uh i thought that after game four that there was going to be a plot twist. By plot twist, I mean I think a road team is going to win a game in this series. And now two more games, two more home wins, even though Boston was that close. I'm going to have to renege on that plot twist. I do think the Celtics eke out a game seven victory at TD Garden.
0: Well, I predicted from the start a Game 7 win for the Celtics at home. Don't see any reason really to change it now, especially because the Wizards have a huge disparity in how they play at home versus the road. Absolutely. And the fact that the Celtics almost won it here, they're going to have that advantage at home. Uh, you know, the funny thing, though, is that John Wall was the one that actually, he told me this after the game on uh, in Game 5, was that being at home, a big advantage is that the role players step up. Yeah. But, in, but tonight, they didn't score any of the points. No, not really. This was the lowest bench scoring total in a game with two teams combined since the celtics game seven uh loss to the la lakers in 2010 in the nba finals this was purely a superstar game i think in the second half bradley beal and john wall scored almost all the wizards points and Marquis Morris had some of them he had a great game by the way i still can't believe what he's doing after having a really severe ankle sprain just like a week and a half ago that's incredible but does i think i think the point i'm trying to make here if i'm still awake is that that little home court advantage for the Wizards where it's a role player stepping up, I think that was kind of proven to be not necessarily the case for tonight. Does that bode well better for them to try to pull this one off in Boston? I
1: I think it bodes well for Boston. Uh, In the game six that Washington played against Atlanta in the first round series, their bench did not do that much in that series in Atlanta. Not much at all. And in game six, John Wall, if I remember correctly, played 43 out of 48 minutes in that game against Atlanta. They wanted to eliminate Atlanta before they got here for game seven you might see that again in game seven for washington john wall may very well play 40 plus minutes in the game and especially given that the road the bench players play is better here at home than on the road and they didn't do too much here um at home in game number six do not be surprised if you see we beal and wall play 40 plus in game seven 40 plus minutes I'm thinking 45-plus. I'm thinking they don't, they don't see the <laughs> yeah. bench at all. They've been playing 40-plus. They, <laughs> they may not. I mean,
0: John Wall <laughs> saw, sat to start of the fourth quarter, and people on Twitter were freaking out. Like, two minutes in, like, where the hell is John Wall? He finally showed up <laughs> at the 10-minute mark. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be game seven. It's going to be incredible. Like Isaiah Thomas said, it's where legends are born. So we'll see you then after Game 7. Thank you so much for coming on the show with me. It's been a great one. Uh, where can we find you on Twitter, by the way?
1: Uh, yes, I am koiki, K-O-I-K-I underscore sports, S-P-O-R-T, and uh, our website is a alotsofsportstalk.com.
0: Find me at Jared Weiss NBA. You can find me on CLNS Media Network and Celtics Blog. You can find this show on the CLNS Media Network YouTube channel. We will see you after Game Seven, where the Celtics are either setting up a Eastern Conference Finals against Cleveland Cavaliers or packing their bags so this guy can go cover the Conference Finals. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next time on the Garden Report Post Game Show.